It's Fiscally Irresponsible Friday here on TM5, sponsored by Incredible Pulp Lemonade. It's Losing his mind. Captain Insano shows no mercy. When he reverts, Tim! Your mom goes to college. I have misplaced my pants. Good morning, West Georgia! And welcome in to another edition of The Morning Five, and it is indeed a fiscally irresponsible Friday edition. It is also... A December 1st, first day of Christmas edition, 25 days until Christmas. Woo-hoo-hoo-hoo. We are finally to December. 25 days, man. You believe it? Like, no. We have made it December. We were talking about this the other day. We were talking this about, about this, I think, a couple weeks ago about how fast time goes now that we've started to do this podcast. And it, it's just like. It's nuts, man. I feel like just a couple days ago, we were sitting here talking about we can't wait until football season begins. And yep. now, you know, for for 99% of the high schools around us, football season's over, man. And it, it's, al- it's almost Christmas time. It's been an insane blur. It's insane, man. And it's, it, you know, we're, I think we started this podcast two years ago. Um, sure. In December, I, I don't yeah, know. Two years ago, um, I think we started in January, didn't we? Or did we? Did we start no, in it December? Was end, it was in, end of December, was it? Yeah. And it was maybe it was three. I don't know. I don't remember to be honest with you. I really, I, I what I do remember though is I have Brandon Cooks and Zach Charbonnet on my bench, uh, and both of them went for sixteen plus points last night. Oh, good. Yeah, phenomenal. Just sitting on six, 16.9 from Zach Charbonnet sitting on my bench. God dang it. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I, th- I think it was... I, did we start in 2020 or 2021? It must have been 2021. It was right before a, a one of the years that Georgia won. I'm not sure if it was... It had to have been. It had to have been 2021. Yeah, yeah. It, it was right before the yeah. first... Um, championship. Yeah, yeah. That's crazy, man. That's nuts. We've been doing it that long. Uh, Billy, today is National Peppermint Bark Day. Do you like peppermint bark? Yeah, I love me some peppermint bark. Peppermint uh, bark and uh, the uh, the cordial cherries are oh, yeah. like essential around this time. Yeah, here. I'm. I I don't mind like a little bit of peppermint bark. I can't have a ton of it. Like it's one of those things that if, if you eat it in bulk, you, I don't know. I just get sick of the way it tastes. Um, but I don't. I don't mind a little peppermint bark here or there, uh, especially around the holidays. You know, a little a little nibble back and forth. Uh, today is also eat a red apple day. Are you a fan of apples? Love me some apples. Me too. I love me red apples, green apples. It don't matter. I I never get ran into an apple I don't like. You know, yeah, I agree. I, I know, I know. A lot of people have like their own opinion on what their favorite apples are. Um, I, I, we like the pink ladies a lot, but I, I don't. I don't know if I've ever eaten an apple that I disliked. Do you, yeah, I'm, I'm good with all apples. Do you put anything on your apples? No, no, nothing. Just give it to me plain and simple. You like it just raw? Yes. Okay. All right. I I, I like uh, sometimes I'll cut them up and do a little peanut butter with them. Um, I like uh, I like my apples with a little peanut butter. Uh, it's, it's also you want to dress 
go ahead. But I mean, yeah, yeah. for me, I, just you know what I'm not a fan of though on apples. I do not like caramel apples. No, no, no. I'm not a fan of those. It, so, and maybe this is going to sound a little bit controversial, but I was never one of those big fans of uh, bobbing for apples. I, you know, that I don't party. know if I've ever done that. To be completely honest with you. Yeah, it's it's not the best thing. Like it, it drove me nuts. I'm pretty sure I'd be amazing at it because I can fit an entire apple in my mouth. But <laughs> I don't. I seriously don't know if I've ever bobbed for an apple. I don't know if that's ever been on my to do list for a fall festival. Why the hell did I just try to picture that? <laughs> I don't. Because you're in love with me, I think probably that's, that's uh, the reason. Well. Uh, today is also National Cookie Cutter Day, Billy. Do y'all like to? Uh, cut some cookies around the holidays oh really yeah yeah like like i I don't ever cook cookies whoa dude why was santa supposed to eat i know it's wow it's it's one of the things that like give me give me the baked goods from uh you know a bakery at at a a, uh ingles or Publix or whatever but i'm not one of those i i don't do it often like i i think i can count on I think I can count on like maybe two hands the amount of times that we bake cookies with Gavin. Wow, dude. That's that's a chat. No wonder Santa don't bring y'all good presents. That's terrible. That's awful, yeah. man. <laughs> uh I I actually do love baking cookies, man. I, we do that we do that every year. Uh we we do it every year for Christmas and then we do it for like other holidays and stuff like that. Like we'll do stuff for um Oh, what's the holiday? Valentine's Day. We do cook. We do like Valentine's Day cookies. We do St. Patrick's Day cookies. Um, we, we do. We do. We do a lot of cookies. I, I like. I, I like. I like baking though. I like uh, doing that. Um, today is World AIDS Day and National Package Protection Day. Do you think those are related? Damn. <laughs> Cornell. Is that I love you, but you're nervous. Oh God! I thought <laughs> I didn't know if they were related holidays or not. I don't. I, I just read what's on the sheet, man. I don't. I don't schedule oh, this stuff. Uh, Billy, big weekend, huge weekend for football. Um, yeah. At the at the high school level, the collegiate level, and, and really the, the the professional level too for our Falcons this Sunday. Um, it's a uh, it, it it's a massive massive weekend. For all of football, I know we just talked about how football sort of over for a lot of teams, but it's it, it's getting to the most critical points of the season. And the first game we're going to break down is, is Georgia and Bama. And I think the big question going into this game, and I think I know the answer to it, will Dejon Edwards, Brock Bowers, and Lad McConkey be healthy? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I, I think they were Absolutely. healthy last week. Oh, a thousand percent more. That was a healthy scratch. Yes. Yes. Um, <laughs> Dejon Edwards. Uh, it, well, I hope Dejon's going to be healthy. Um, he should. He should be. I would be shocked if he if he wasn't. I I would be more. I think I would place if I was talking about the likelihood of those three. I would think that the likelihood of Lad being healthy would be the lowest. If that makes sense, yep, I think okay. he's going to play, um, but I think Vlad would probably be the lowest, then Dejon, then um, Brock. I think Brock's Brock's ready. Brock's ready to go. So, um, and and you could see it with 
with FanDuel because FanDuel has Brock anytime touchdown pretty high up there. So <laughs> it should be a um, minus one million. <laughs> so it, it's uh, I don't know, man. Like I, I, I'm excited to see this game. The alternate lines are incredibly like I want to take them every single one of them um, because there are some really really juicy lines alternate lines there I think there was a Alabama minus six and a half at a plus 430 or something like that oh man that's where, that's where to make dude. the money off this game is the teasers man <laughs> you, you tease that Bama up or down that's that's where the money is Ooh, and see, and the and and we'll get to it in the another, or excuse me, in uh, softer in dollars. But that Alabama line is, oh, it's juicy. Uh, oh, it's juicy. So I'm reading an article that came out last night. Ra Ra Thomas, Lad McConkey, Brock Byers, uh, Small Munden, and Dejon Edwards are all questionable. So that means they're all going to play. They're all gonna essentially, play. yeah. Uh, the one thing that's given Georgia a little bit of fits this year is is scrambling quarterbacks. Um, we saw it with Auburn. We saw it uh, with Georgia Tech. Um, we saw it with Missouri a little bit. Can can Milrow do enough with his feet to keep Alabama in this game? Here's the thing for me, and I, I haven't watched enough Alabama football, but the, the question that I'm going to have is can Milrow – Miller is going to be under under fire pretty much all night. He right? should be. Miller he absolutely be should be. He's going to be running for his life. The question is, can he get out of the pocket, set his feet, and make throws? I don't care. I know he's going to get out of the pocket and run. But he's going to have to have those moments where he can get out of the pocket, set his feet, and make throws. Because that's going to be the biggest thing to help Alabama win this game. Um, and I'm not sure. I haven't watched enough Alabama to see if he can do that. Um, but that's going to be my biggest question. Yeah, and when he when he does that, when he sets his feet and throws it down the field, it's <laughs> he he usually just throws it to Isaiah Bond, and they're jump balls. He, he, the, Isaiah Bond's sort of his bailout wide receiver, but he's good. Isaiah's Bond, Isaiah Bond is really good. Um, I don't. I don't think that's where Alabama is going to make their money. Honestly, is Milrow outside of the pocket throwing it downfield? I think it's going to be Milrow using his feet and making dynamic plays. We saw him do it against uh, Auburn. We saw him do it against LSU early in the season, or not early in the season, but a couple weeks ago. Uh, and and that's the that's the one point of Georgia's defense where I think they have. Where, where they hurt the most is when they play a scrambling quarterback. And and if Milrow can get going on the ground, that opens up a lot more for Bama. Um, so we'll see how that plays out. Man, Brock Bowers. I'm not Bowers. sure he was a uh, scrambling quarterback. I think he was just a running quarterback. Yeah. And there's a difference between scrambling and, and a straight, like, we're calling your quarterback run here. I agree. I agree. Yeah. I, I, remember, I remember I had somebody try to convince me that Matt Ryan was a running quarterback one time. <laughs> that's that's cute. I was like, he's his name. He's white, and his name is not Tim Tebow. So, no, um, th- dude, Brock Bowers, look for him to have a huge game. Uh, if if any UGA fans are are um, watching this or watching this, if any UGA fans are listening to this, if you're watching this, where the hell is the camera posted in my office? 
Uh, but if any UGA fans are listening to this and want a legit, good, amazing breakdown of this game, go to Brooks Austin's YouTube page. Um, I've watched about three hours of him breaking down Alabama, Georgia this week. Dude, this guy is a savant-level understanding of, of football, and I got this little nugget from him. Um, there is a set that Georgia gets in called a nub set. It's essentially when there's trips over to one side and Brock Byers is over on the other side in, the, in a, a tight set. So Brock Byers is, you know, we'll say trips left, Bra- uh, Bowers is to the right, and I forget where the H-back lines up. But what they are trying to do in these sets and what Alabama has been susceptible to is when they run these trips to one side with Brock to the other side, there's three DBs on one side because uh, Bama plays man 99.9% of the time. Uh, the D- three DBs on one side, and then that safety almost always shades over to that trips coverage side. So what that's doing is that's allowing Brock Byers to be one-on-one with somebody. And uh, Bama has, I don't want to say they've been torched, but Bama has given up a lot of yards that way through the air. And they've yeah. given up a lot of yards through the air to people who are a lot less talented than Brock Bowers. So anytime you see Georgia set up in trips to one side with Byers on the other side, just know that's called a uh, a nub set. And Brock Byers is probably going to be in single coverage, and he's going to go for probably over 150 receiving yards on Saturday. Yeah, it'll be fun. I'm, I'm looking forward to Saturday for sure. Um we, we have so much football to look forward to this weekend. It's it's unreal. And like, uh, tonight and tomorrow. Oh. My last oh. question to you, Billy. Is Carson yeah. Beck good enough to win this game if he needs it? A thousand percent. Wow. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I do. I Look, I have... Oh, earlier in the year, I, I, I questioned him. Uh, right now, he is... I don't. I haven't seen him with the clutch gene as much as we saw the mailman, but I think that's because the mailman had been there for like eight or nine years. So, like, I saw it a lot more. But um, I truly believe that Carson Beck is his numbers are as good, or if not better, than than Stetson's. And uh, yeah, I I thousand percent agree. Think that Carson Beck can can win it. I, I outside of the Auburn game, I haven't seen Carson Beck have to win a game, so I just I I, I don't know. I don't know if he can do it. Um, it wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, I had a lot of people telling me that Carson Beck's going to be better than Stetson Bennett and all this stuff. Uh, I'll I'll make a bold prediction that any quarterback that goes into the NFL draft this year will not be an NFL starter for longer than three years. Um, I don't I don't believe there's any NFL quarterback Ooh. in the in college Ooh. football right now. Yeah, starting, starting wise, um, I don't, I don't. You I mean it's coming out this year? Yes, yeah, it's coming out this year. Yeah, in the draft this year. Um, yeah, I, it's it's not a good draft year. Uh, but yeah, we'll see, man. We'll see. Big game, big game on Saturday. Uh, what four p.m. start? Right. Yep. Four yep. p.m. Four p.m. start. Uh, another big game on Sunday, Billy. The Falcons are at the Jets, and the big question around this one is: Aaron Rodgers going to play? I doubt it. Ooh. I would highly doubt it. Oh, I don't know. Look, he he's back practicing. I don't think he's going to play this week. Um, the COVID cowboy uh, might be out there, baby. Dude, he's he's insane. He's insanely awesome. I'll I'll give him that. Like I I just don't know if 
If you're asking me if I think he's going to play, I don't think so. But that doesn't mean that he doesn't. You know what I mean? Right. So it's um, he's. I'm never going to question Aaron Rodgers <laughs> because there's no reason to. Aaron Rodgers has done everything we've asked him to do and more. So I can't believe he came back this quick from a uh, from Achilles, dude. That's crazy. Eleven, Eleven weeks, and he's you know 107 years old. Like your body doesn't respond as quick as uh, as normally. <laughs> that's nuts. That's that's crazy. Uh, I, I I know I know we talked about Arthur Smith and his game plan last week, and I know you weren't terribly happy with the with the way he, he his offense ran, and you know I, I I can kind of understand that. But do you think you know looking at the tape last week from the Saints, I thought they did a really good job of balancing the run game between Cordell Patterson, Tyler Algier, and uh, Bijan Robinson. I thought they did a phenomenal job of splitting up carries. Is that something we're going to see going forward? Is Arthur Smith juggling those three running backs well? Because that's the only game I feel like all year that I've seen Arthur Smith do a good job of juggling those three very talented running backs and finding unique ways to get them the ball in space. Are we going to see that again against the Jets this week, or are we going to revert back to the Arthur Smith we saw, you know, I don't know, three weeks ago where Tyler Algier and B. John Robinson had the exact same amount of carries, and Cordero Patterson only touched the ball like twice. Uh, it happened earlier in the year that he was doing this between Algier and Cordero, and it was the Bijan game that I think it was against Tampa that Bijan was sick or had headaches. Yeah, he had a headache. Um, yeah. Um, he did really well there, and the offense was kind of clicking. Um, the problem is you've got Desmond Ritter at quarterback who is a turnover machine. Yeah, he is. Um, dude, he had another, what, two last he, week? He did. He did. But in his defense, I, I don't want to. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I, I don't I don't want to say both interceptions were not his fault. And I don't also don't want to say both interceptions were his fault. Uh, the first interception, I heard it. I don't remember who was saying it, but I was listening to the radio the other day, and they said, as a former quarterback, as soon as that ball leaves your hand, it's your responsibility for that ball to arrive to your receiver's hands. Um, but it, the, the, the first, the 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 first the first interception, I believe, was a miscommunication between him and the wide receiver. Now, whether or not that was on, I be, I believe it was Drake London he was trying to throw to. I'm not a million percent sure. Um, but it, I don't. I don't know if, if the wide receiver ran the wrong route or Desmond Ritter understood it incorrectly. It wasn't like it was an inaccurate pass, if that makes sense. The pass went where Ritter wanted it to go, but it, it, the wide receiver wasn't in the spot where Ritter thought he would be. Um, now, whether or not that's on Ron Ritter or, or or the wide receiver, I don't know. I don't. I don't know what the route was supposed to be. And then the second interception down in 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 the, in the red zone, you can't have that from Ritter. You absolutely cannot have that. But once again, you have two wide receivers running wrong routes. Uh, that that the the route that one of the wide receivers was supposed to go a deeper in, and the other one was supposed to go out towards the pylon. And uh, I don't remember if it was Algier or Bijan Robinson coming out of the backfield, but he was supposed to fill fill that middle of the field gap. So once again, you had receivers running the wrong wrong routes. But that second interception was more on Ritter than the first one, in my opinion. You can't throw an interception down in the red zone like that. Um, but, I mean, you know, both of those both of those uh, interceptions were because not, you know, 
wide receivers running the wrong routes. Um, so but, but still, you, you can't you can't throw an interception in, in, in the red zone. Be all, end all, end of the day, that can't happen. So whose fault is it? Is it the I, quarterback who's not expressing the play correctly? Is it the coach who's calling bad plays? Is it the coaching staff who's not teaching these wide receivers the correct plays? What are we looking at? Either way, it's a it's a failure on the uh, the Atlanta Falcons. Oh, offense. a million percent, oh, yeah. a million percent. And this is it's awful to watch. Yes, I would love to to go back to your original question. I would love to see Algier, Bijan, and and Cordero getting their, their touches every single game. Absolutely. Um, and I would if the more that they get their touches, the less that Desmond Ritter has the opportunity to screw it up right um which god man i'm I'm so tired of watching him screw up i I just am i'm we you and i talked about it when matt ryan left um that the ability to people are like oh i'm so glad matt ryan's gone blah 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 blah, blah. idiots man i'm like you have no idea how nice it is for a football team to be able to go in there and put in pen Every single week that you have a quarterback, and not, quarterback not only a quarterback, a, a, a Pro Bowl quarterback, a Hall of Fame quarterback, a quarterback that's been to the Super Bowl, like yeah. I, and, and the bad thing is, Bryce, you and I may be on like an island, thinking that Matt Ryan is a is a is a Hall of Fame quarterback. He absolutely it's is. The, it's the strangest thing in the world. I, I, I'll, I I'll fight to the death. Matt yeah. Ryan is the greatest Falcon to ever live. <laughs> Again, it's just it's dumb, but you know, hopefully, hopefully we can pull off a dub because the more and more that we can get back, if we can get back to five hundred, um, our schedule continues to open up a little bit. I know that we're going to have issues this week offensively because the Jets' defense is legit good. Yes, they are. Yes, um, but here's the good thing: if we can, if our defense plays the way that they did last week against this Jets' offense, uh, <laughs> this is going to be a good week. Um, because the, the Jets offense is gone off. The Jets offense is quite a bit worse than the Saints offense, and the Saints offense is not very good. Uh, yes. the, the only thing that the Jets do not do a good job of is getting to the quarterback. Um, everything else on defense, they are very, very good at, very, very talented. Um, throwing the ball is pretty much going to be out of the question, I think, for Desmond Ritter, but they don't do a great job of getting to the quarterback. It should be a, a, a heavy dose of Algier, Patterson, and uh, B. John Robinson. And I think Young Ho Koo yeah. is going to have a big game, man. I, I, Young Way Koo, excuse me. Uh, I think he's going to have a uh, have, have a big game uh, against the Jets on uh, on Sunday. So, yeah, I, I think the Falcons win. I, I think the Falcons win this. I think they get two in a row. And like you said, Falcons dude. are a one and a half point favorite? Uh, I think so. I think you're right. Unless that line changed. Let me look. Uh, the line did change. Uh, the line did change. Hey, they're a two-point favorite now. Ooh. Yeah. It opened at two and a half, and it's moved to two. Okay. Yep. Um, and, and like you said, the uh, dude, look, listen to this schedule. After the Jets game, they're home versus the Bucks. That's a winnable game. They're at the Panthers, who might be the worst team in the NFL. Uh, they're home versus the Colts, who the Colts are a decent team. They're at the Bears, and I, I'm not even 100% sure what the bears are at this point they have some talented people that can pop up and oh, that's on new year's uh that's on uh new year's eve that's pretty cool um yep. and, and then they and then they wrap up against the saints so like this is a very winnable schedule 
for the Falcons going down the stretch, and there's no reason they shouldn't finish this season with a winning record. I agree. Yeah. Uh, Billy, I agree. It, it, let's let's get to the main event of the week tonight. Let's go tonight out in Bowden. Bowden is hosting. <laughs> do what? I barely slept last night. I'm so excited about tonight. Bowden is hosting another semifinal game. Last year, they welcomed in Lincolnton. This year, they welcome in the team they beat for the state title last year. Schley yep. County. The Schley County Wildcats. They welcome it in tonight. It's going to be a blackout tonight out in Bowden. Listen, everybody get there early. Be there loud. Be on your feet. Make sure when Schley is in the offensive huddle that they can't hear a damn thing. There is no yes, re- there is no reason why uh, Dwight Hochstetler Stadium shouldn't be standing room only two hours before kickoff. Listen, if it's standing room only before the Schley County Wildcats come out to do their warm-ups, that'll be the greatest thing ever. If you can get out there and be loud, be as loud during warm-ups as you are during the game and try to intimidate Schley County before that ball even kicks off at 7.30, do that. Get out there. Get out there early and be loud. Let's go. I'm, I'm excited about this game, man. There's so much going on, like, do you realize this is another semifinal game? Like, Bowden just played one two weeks ago, the second round. <laughs> they just played a semifinal game in the in the second round. Yeah, and yeah. now they get they get another semifinal game here, um, and, and this is a rematch of last year's state championship. Look, I, you guys have watched a lot of film on them, and I, thankfully, you know, I've just taken a step back. Like I was <laughs> like, okay, uh, you know, if. If you and Nathan are watching it, cool. I, I don't have to do it. So um, from everything that I've seen from you guys, Schley is not the same Schley they were last year. They are not. Um, they now, however, and, and this is for those people who are saying, well, Billy, Bryce, these they've got a better record. They do have a better record, but their opponents are different this year. They have squeaked by on a couple of games, if I remember correctly. They should have lost and, to early county. Yes, last week. Yes, and um, they have ball um, control issues. So big time. This this might be an interesting game. Um, you know, we were talking to Coach Head on Wednesday, and he was like, "I I, I wanted to pour." <laughs> um, I would agree with that a, assessment. As a defensive coordinator, I think that would be great, but. Look, this is this is going to be a lot of fun um, tonight. This this defense, look, this this Bowden offensive defense. I, I've said it for the past couple of weeks on on the pregame show. Somehow, this team has gotten better from last year after losing so much talent. I don't understand it. I really don't. Don't either. And you've gotten a chance to to watch Bowden film, and I know that you you've noticed the differences too. Look, Kyler McGrin is very, and, and I, I brought this up to uh, Rich on Wednesday. I said, does Kyler remind you of Clay? He goes, yes, but Kyler is quicker. Much quicker. And when and when I say Clay, Clay Hyatt. Clay from, Hyatt, not Clay Harden. Harden. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when, you're, uh, when you talk about, when you talk about what kind of offense you're running, look, this about an H back, which is Jordan Beasley, is going to be, he should be getting the ball a lot tonight. But 
Kyler McGrin is one of those players that is just dynamic and needs to get the ball pretty much, I would say, 70% of the time. That's going to that's gonna be what it's going to look like tonight for me. If if it's me, I'm I'm letting Kyler get to the edge. I'm letting Kyler run up the middle, then get to the edge. Uh, there's so many different ways that they u- utilize Kyler that I cannot wait to see what he does tonight. Yeah. Um, I, I'll have a much more in-depth breakdown on Hometown Sports Media's pregame show tonight, starting at 5 o'clock. Uh, I, I, yeah, Nathan and I have watched hours and Huge hours. Like and on that show tonight. Do what? Huge Sly County supporter on that oh, show. Oh, yeah. Uh, the Sly County superfan uh, will be on there with yeah. us as well. Um, but, li- I mean, listen to this. Uh, Bowden has been playing football for nearly 100 years. They've, been, they've had a football team for nearly 100 years. And in, in Bowden Red Devil history, there has only been four semifinal games at home. This is the fifth one. You well, think to be fair, to be fair, the semifinals used to be played at the Dome. Right. And they have had, I think, three neutral site semifinal games. One, two, three. Yes, they've had three semifinal, uh, neutral semifinal games. So... In the history of Bowden, they've only been to seven semifinals. In the history of Bowden, almost 100 years, seven semifinals, and four of those have been at home. This is the fifth one. This is history, folks. Don't be jaded just because they had the semifinals last year. Don't be jaded just because they were state champions last year. Get out there. The rain is going to be gone. It's not going to be very cold. I think it's going to be in the in the low 60s tonight. It is going to be... Another historical night up. at Dwight Hostetler Stadium. Here's the funny thing: it's this is the coldest it's going to be today, yeah. right now. Yep, it's right now. It's six thirty in the morning. This is the coldest it's going to be. It's going to warm up. Like the high is supposed to be around eight o'clock tonight at sixty-one. <laughs> I mean, that's that's <laughs> bottom line. And uh, it's we're going to have. You're, it's going to be great football weather. Um, you know, it's perfect for you because it's not ridiculously cold right somehow i don't know how the hell you got lucky like that pretty awesome um, but yeah. <laughs> um, yeah it's better than last that, year last year was about six degrees when we were doing this no I, I don't think it was it was that cold early it was miserable i mean lincolnton no no it wasn't as bad as it was uh in round two of the playoffs last year where were we at round two i, I was at um holy innocence y'all oh, were y'all right, were in bowden right. Yeah, that's yeah. right. That that night was freezing cold. And then do you remember uh, Villarica versus Blessed Trinity a couple years ago? Dude. Dude, that was, do I ever. That was <laughs> miserable, man. That was, I don't know if it was colder for VR versus uh, Blessed Trinity or for round two of the playoffs last year. Um, it was, it, both of them were bad. Uh, but no, it's going to be. First time you and I hosted a, a show on the, on the radio together. <laughs> yeah, they were so bad they fired us a couple weeks later. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be gorgeous. There might be some rain left over, but uh, temperature wise, it's gonna be nice tonight. Yep, looking forward to it, buddy. It's all mine, man. It's it's you know Bowden's a five point dog according to <laughs> the natural ratings, and that is a thousand percent. Here's the thing: that's that's a thousand percent on. I'm looking. Maxwell ratings is looking at opponents yes. and what they've done in the past, and this is just a computer analyst. You know, yeah, yeah. It has nothing. To, they've not looked at any film. No, no. That's the, that's what we said. We said if they, it, it actually happened exactly how we predicted it to happen. I said we said if they, if they watched film on, oh excuse me, if they watched film on Bowden and Schley, 
Bowden's a five-point favorite. If they didn't watch any film and they just went off of records, Schley's a five-point favorite. Schley's a five-point yeah. favorite. I can guarantee you the people who made those lines have not watched a minute of film. Yep. I'll, I'll channel my inner Brooks Austin. Shut up and grind the damn tape. <laughs> I need a I need a shirt that says that. We need to get Brooks back on the pod. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I don't know. He's, he's big time now, man. I don't know if we'll be able to get him. The last time we uh, talked with Brooks, uh, you weren't able to talk with him. So Yeah, I was coming back from somewhere. I don't remember where I was at. All right, Bryce. Uh, let's get to the Marine South scoreboard, shall we? Let's do it. Uh, last night, girls basketball, Bowden fell to Rockmart 73-41. to In boys basketball, the boys fell 87-49. to Rockmart, That Rockmart team is a just unreal yeah, team. They're very Rockmart. good. So um, that's not really a bad, I mean, a bad loss for about, let's, let's be real. Uh, on the Smith's four coverings games and events calendar tonight, girls basketball, Bremen versus Kahula Creek at seven temple at model. Excuse me. Modal. Modale. Is that better? Is that better for like, you? Bryce? Like motel. Uh, <laughs> boys basketball. VR is at Arabian mountain. Mount Zion's at Harrelson County, Heard County versus LaGrange and Bremen at Kahula Creek. On Saturday, girls basketball VR is at DC, um, and that's on boys basketball too. That will be heard on the Hometown Sports Radio Network. Yeah, that'll be on the Wildcat Network. We'll probably get going somewhere around 3.15. Girls tip off at 3.30, boys at 5. So if you're at home watching the SEC Championship, turn the radio on. Listen to uh, VR. Get a big win at DC. Temple's at Rome. Um, in girls basketball, Heard County versus Cedartown Central versus South Paulding. On the boys' side, Heard County, our Central will be at Adairsville. Heard County is at Cedartown. Mount Zion's at Landmark Christian. Temple's at Calvary Day. And that's your Smith's Four Covering Games and Events calendar for this weekend. Uh, Billy, ready to get some new incredible pulp soft earned dollars? Yeah. Uh, wait, the Hawks are playing this weekend? Uh, yes, they are. Uh, let's see. When are they playing? I forgot to put that on the calendar. My I, bad. I don't remember when they are. Uh, I don't remember when they're playing. They won last night. They beat uh, Webb and Yama and the Spurs. Uh, I think they're playing Sunday. I think that's when the Hawks. That's play. a huge win. Yeah, yeah it is. The- um, they play tomorrow night at 8 p.m. versus the Bucks. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Trey Young had a huge night last night, dude. After we just talked about him not not being not being Trey Young, he, he went off yeah. last night. He had 45 points last night. Yeah. Go figure. Yeah, big win for the Hawks and a nice, nice game from Trey Young. Uh, Billy, let's get to some incredible pulp, soft earned dollars, man. What you got this weekend? All right, uh, I'm let's see, I'm up three hundred somehow. I don't know how. <laughs> Killing it, dude. I feel like I've lost my ass the past like two months, and I'm still over three hundred. Uh, give me a Dejon Edwards anytime, Tutty. Um, okay, that's I a, like it. Then, um, I, I think that one's a that one's a good one to to jump on. Give me Washington plus nine and a half versus Oregon. Okay. Look, I think I think Oregon wins this. I do, but something in my soul tells me they're not going to win by ten. I I think it may be a seven three point victory. You know, whatever. But I think Washington, you know, covers this. So you think Michael Penix Jr. is going to have a big game? Yes. All right. Yep. All right. Rocking with the Phoenix. Yes, I'm. I'm always rocking on the. I mean, in the Phoenix. All right. Um, All right. 
And then give me the the brand new Lions. Lions. First paints this week. Um, they're minus four and a half. And then minus 110. Man, that, I just, I don't know what the Lions That's are. You know what I mean? Like the Lions. Yeah, I just don't know what the Lions are. Like, are the Lions capable of beating the Saints by three touchdowns? Of course they are. They're also capable of losing to the Saints by 10. Yeah, I, I, like I don't think that's happening. No, I don't watching know. The Saints, watching the Saints last week, I don't think that's happening. <laughs> uh, I am up $195, close to that. I mean, combined, Billy, we're almost up $500. We started with 30 at the beginning of the year, and we're almost up 500 uh, towards the end of the year. I think we've had a pretty good year betting. Um, yeah. It, this this weekend, I'm taking. You know what? Maybe we need to do this next year. Yeah. Maybe maybe like maybe we need to reach out to our buddies, you know, or your uncle in Ohio, and just ha- you know, since he he can bet and we can't, maybe we can um, just put you know, fifteen down the first week, fifteen for you, fifteen for me, and then just see how far we can go with that money. Just bankroll the year, sure. Yeah, and just and and see what what we got with it. I I don't want to bankroll it. Um, I, I still want to only put five down every week. Yeah, but if we if we can get in there and make it make it to where it's, um, like we'll see real money at the end of the year. Maybe we can get like, um, I don't know. Maybe we can give a gift card or something away. Um, with that extra money that we got from. All right, pretty good idea. That'd be a big gift card this year. Um, this, this weekend I got Bama plus five a and a half. Listener. Do I That'd be a big listener? Yeah. Uh, this weekend I got Bama plus five and a half at minus one Oh eight. I think they keep it close, man. I think they're, I think they're good enough to keep it close. This isn't the Bama team that lost to Texas. So I got Bama, uh, at, at plus five and a half. I got Michigan as an 11 and a half point favorite at halftime. I think when uh, when halftime hits, Michigan will be ahead probably twenty four to three, something like that. That should be a a rollover game for Michigan. They should kill Iowa. Um, so I have them as an eleven and a half point favorite at halftime at a minus one twenty two. And then on Sunday, I had CJ Stratt throwing for more than a touchdown and a half, so two tutties or more uh, in the game versus Denver. That is at a minus one thirty two. I don't know, man. That Denver defense is starting to play. Yeah, but the offense is starting to score more, so they're giving the ball back to the offenses a little bit more. So I think they're going to have more chances uh, to score than they were earlier on in the season when that offense was sort of slow and plotting and not scoring a lot. It's the only reason why I think C.J. Strad might have two or more. I think he's going to have more chances uh, right now than he did earlier on in the season when when, uh, Denver's offense was sort of poopay. Denver Broncos is one of the hottest teams in the NFL right now. Dude, they're good. They are, and that's why I picked up uh, <laughs> Russell Wilson as my quarterback in, uh, in in my money league. Yeah, it's one of the hottest teams right now in the NFL. Bill, you need another cup of coffee? Do I ever, buddy. Let's get to it. Another cup of coffee brought to you by Realtor Hannah Strawn with Century 21 Novus. Uh, Dak Prescott stays hot, and the Cowboys keep rolling against the Seahawks last night. They won 41-35. to yeah, I woke up to uh, check my fantasy uh, this morning, and uh, the guy I'm playing, Does he have um, DK Metcalf, he's got CD Lamb and uh, and Dak. Oh, 
<laughs> and I'm like, damn it. Ooh, damn man. it. That's rough. Yeah. Yeah. That was uh, DK so Metcalf I'm, and CD Lamb both had monster nights last night. I am currently trailing 60.86 to 15. There I had you, Bryson Osby. There, there you go, pal. Yeah. I had you Osby had at least. Osby. Bryson Osby? Aubrey. Aubrey. Sorry. <laughs> that's like the old running back from Villarica. Sorry. <laughs> uh, what did uh, how many points did uh, did did DK end up with last night? I don't know. I can't. I can't find it. He he should have. He should have. Okay. okay. CD Lamb had thirty two point six, and DK Metcalf had thirty seven point four. <laughs> Jeez, dude. And, and we talk about how freaking awesome that DK Metcalf is signing now to talk shit. Oh, dude, that was hilarious. You know, yeah, yeah. You know, this is the greatest thing ever. I didn't know what He's it like, was not... when he did it. I had to go on TikTok, and someone made a TikTok of it. It's awesome. It's hilarious. Like, amazing. <laughs> so I, I'm so excited about that. And and we're going to have to add something to before. You know what? I'm going to add it right now. Okay. Before we do, a, a, you know, the rest of another cup of coffee. What the hell is happening over at Sports Illustrated? Have you seen this? I didn't even know they still existed. Dude. No? What's going on? Apparently, (laughs) apparently, Sports Illustrated has been written by AI for like the past (laughs) six months. (laughs) I'm not even joking. I'm not even joking. It has been written by AI for the past six months by made up names of writers and AI bots. I'm (laughs) It's like they got called out about it. Oh, jeez! You're going to have to see that. I think Pat talked about it. I saw an article on it. I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. Wow. Like what the hell is going on in Sports Illustrated right now? I I honestly didn't even know Sports Illustrated still existed. (laughs) Well, I'm pretty sure that uh, Brooks works for Sports Illustrated. Really? Yeah, I I didn't know that. I think his company is through. Wow. I was not aware of that. Yeah. AI writers. That's phenomenal. No, I had no idea. That's, that's phenomenal. That is great. I I completely missed that. That is, uh, (laughs) that's great. I love that. Uh, LeBron James says that Bronny's USC debut takes president over any Laker game. Yeah. I'm sure whoever the GM over in Los Angeles is loving to hear that. No, they're crap. Anyways, it's not like they're going to, missed LeBron. That team is terrible. Regardless regardless of how crap they are, no GM wants to be like, oh, well, my son's basketball game is trying to take precedence over my job. Yeah, but come on, dude. You know you know, Michael Jordan would have I totally know. done the same thing. You know, he would have absolutely missed a, missed a game to go watch his son play basketball. <laughs> yeah. I don't think Michael Sorry, Jordan would have missed a game for his mother's funeral, much less his son, a son's basketball game. Um, he definitely would have missed it for you know, child's birth or anything like that. No, no. And Michael Jordan could barely walk. He had the damn flu one game. Could barely walk. He was still playing. Uh, Saban wants SEC teams in the CFP, regardless of the Bama Georgia result. Uh, I mean, it's going to happen. Oh, <laughs> I mean, all rumors go around out there. If Bama wins SEC, there's not going to be an SEC team in the in the uh, CFP. You have to put Bama or Georgia oh, in. I don't know about that. You ain't, ain't got to do nothing. 
Might be an SEC-less playoff this year. And you know what? And, you know, all the the other pack or the other four group of our power five conference you know, teams are rejoicing at that point, if that's the case. I mean, if Michigan wins, Washington wins, Florida State wins, and Texas wins, and Bama wins? Georgia, Georgia is a better team than in Florida State. Are they? Georgia is a better team. Yes. If Bama, if Bama beats Georgia, though, Georgia's got lost. Florida State's undefeated. If Georgia if Georgia and Florida State played in a neutral side game right now, what is the over-under? I don't know. I know Florida State would have oh, zero losses, dude. and Georgia would have one loss. Oh, That's what I do up. know. That's it's what I do ACC. know. It's the ACC. Shut up. Uh, I don't know about that. Bama wins. Might not be an SEC team in the college football playoffs. How great would that be? be interesting it'd man. be phenomenal it'd be the greatest <laughs> thing ever the the time our timeline our facebook and our twitter would be phenomenal it'd be the greatest place ever i don't want that to happen i want bama i want georgia to be in the in the college football playoffs i'd love it if, if georgia and bama were both in it because i think right now georgia and bama are two of the best teams i think they're two of the top four teams in the nation uh thousand percent and i think georgia and alabama would be favored in the majority of their matchups between playoff contenders right now i don't think bama would, would be over michigan i think that's the only one i think georgia would be favored over michigan okay. but i don't think that's, bama would be fair. yeah that's that's entirely fair but the but, but washington else? florida state oregon yeah. ohio state texas yeah bama would be favored i think um it, it, i if no sec team made it to the college football playoffs it would be great just to watch everybody explode um but from a <laughs> but from a uh from an interest in your family for yeah from an interest <laughs> standpoint like how much how much juice does this college football playoff hold when I when I rattle off these names? Michigan, Washington State, Florida State, Oregon, Texas. You mean Michigan, Washington? Yeah, I mean the Michigan, the winner of Washington, Oregon, Florida State, and Texas. How much juice does that give you? I'm I'm not sure. And and, and granted, this is this is me talking again, but I'm not sure. Um, Florida State makes it through Louisville next week or t- tomorrow. I thought that too, but Louisville looked like poo last week versus UK. Well, they did. They did, but they're also probably a look-ahead game. Yeah. So I just, I just that 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 CFP doesn't. I don't know. That doesn't give me a lot of juice. Uh, Maverick Carter, LeBron James's manager, used illegal bookmaker to bet on NBA games. Oh, good for Maverick. Yeah, good for him. Maverick Carter. Nope. What a name. Yeah. He told federal agents in 2021 that he had bet on NBA games through an illegal bookmaker. Uh, so that is something that he is going through. Uh, each bet ranged from about 5000 to 10000 and he had 20-some-odd bets uh, on football and basketball games over the course of the year. So we'll see uh, We'll see what happens there. Billy, and today in 2018, British boxer Tyson Fury dominates much of a fight but survives two knockdowns to force a split decision draw with defending WBC heavyweight champion Deontay Wilder at Staples Center in Los Angeles. Tyson Fury and Deontay Wilder would go on to have a rematch, and Tyson Fury would win the fight and be named the reigning, defending, undefeated, undisputed heavyweight champion of the world. There you go. Yeah, big Tyson Fury fan. I love Tyson Fury. Greatest heavyweight boxer of all time. You got anything else to add today, man? Uh, you know, it, go Bowden. Go Bowden. That's what I'm going. Yeah. Go Bowden. Go Bowden. Tune in 5 o'clock tonight. 
Uh, I will be on the pregame show along with a couple of local coaches and um, a Schley County superfan also going to be on there. So that'll be uh, interesting tonight to hear their opinions about what's going to happen in the game tonight. Go Bowden. It's a blackout. Be there early. Be loud. Stand up. Make a lot of noise. And we will see you on Monday. Same time, same place. Shake your neighbors. Just shake them.